But I think once you quit hearing sir and ma'am, rest is soon to follow. Oh, it's the tide. It's the dismal tide. got a suit now and i'm gonna look good um not all the time but uh when necessary when absolutely necessary i will look good it's uh I have well, four weddings to attend this year i'm gonna wear the same suit to all of them i'm at two tim and nab i wasn't invited to i i'm now old enough that like and welcome to the dismal tide um I don't. I don't care if I'm not invited to a wedding, and I'm not in the text message thread for Mike's uh, bachelor party. So, like as it stands right now, I don't feel like I have to go, and well, I'm so happy with that. Well, I hate bachelor parties. Well, I'll tell you this. Uh, also, if if someone doesn't invite you, uh, there there's a sh- very short list of people that if I wasn't invited to their wedding, I'd be offended. If like someone I am friends with, but you know, well, maybe we don't see each other all that often. Whatever, it's expensive to have a wedding. It's uh, a yes. uh, uh, you gotta you gotta cut caught you, you. Oh, I'm in no way offended that I wasn't invited to uh, Chris's wedding. Not at all. Like I, he would be on the similar dividing. See, the people who get mad about that either have no like actual sense of how much people like them and like any sort of like tiered friend ranking, which like. <laughs> You have to sort of have in your head. Yeah, which is like these people uns- are musts. These people are groomsmen. But certainly exist. Yes. Um, now, I'm not saying you should go through and rate your friends, even though that's what I have planned for today on the Dismal Tide. I'm going to make Mike <laughs> rate 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 his friends. <laughs> um, yeah, but the people who get upset about that are just like they don't understand where they they stand in some sort of a tiered ranking, and they also kind of usually don't realize that that person would probably be on the similar dividing line if you were to get married. Oh, yeah. I, I think uh, a lot of people who would be upset with that wouldn't consider it the other way. Well, just like, would you have invited them? Well, I mean, that all depends. Got a lot of family. Got a lot. Of, my, my, my wife wants, just really wants to do a small wedding. <laughs> oh, well. Oh, I didn't know that you were having a small wedding. <laughs> Now I um, yeah it's it's also. Have you ever felt snubbed at a, for not being invited to a wedding or like a bachelor party? No, I um, I was sick during Zach's bachelor party, and it's been described to me later as like, oh, it was awesome. By the end, I'm gonna use just fake names so I don't have to worry about it. Uh, <laughs> Dan and Robert and Lee and Nick. We're all on the beach doing bad coke, and somebody threw up into the ocean at 5 a.m. <laughs> and I was just like, "Yeah, I think it's okay that I didn't oh. didn't make it to that." Andy, might, well, there was a while at weddings and bachelor parties, and it's also kind of funny that we haven't had Andy on this show yet because he, you know, he's a founding father of Pork Roll Sandwich. That's tr- uh, Pork Roll Media. Yeah, he um, he owns a third of the soundboard. That's true. He's he's an early investor in in the in the the, the MLS podcast. 
uh, he gets uh, invited to, we get invited to a lot of the same weddings because obviously we grew up together and it was a lot of the same bachelor parties uh, coming up and just him and I just had a, it was just every wedding, we were the last two awake. Every bachelor party, we were the last two awake. So I know if I went to that bachelor party, the aforementioned one with puking into the into the ocean, I would have been awake with them as they were doing bad coke. And that was before I had ever done coke. And not that I'm some cokehead now, but like if somebody whips out some coke, I'm not going to be terrified. Oh, puking into the ocean as the sun comes up Sounds rocks so up. It's so funny. It's so fucking funny. <laughs> no, I'm fine. It's just bad cocaine. <laughs> just passing it. Passing out in the surf. Having <laughs> 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 to tell people coming by that he's not dead. He's he's, he's fine. fine. He's fine. He's really drunk. He was uh, he was uh, he was standing to. He said he just had to get this out. Mm. <laughs> he's. <laughs> he's Make sure. Oh my god! Make sure his airway is clear. He's fine. uh, Back to Andy. Anytime I've ever seen Andy standing next to somebody or near somebody that is puking, can you guess what he says as he pats them on the back? Every time I've ever seen, (laughs) I have a feeling it's something along the lines of "Get it all out." Yeah, better out than in. (laughs) Better out than in. That's all right there, Brendo. Better out than in. Actually, after uh, Greg Sh- Greg's bachelor party, he uh, complimented me on my puking, <laughs> which is very funny because I don't usually puke when I'm drunk. I usually puke when I'm hungover. Uh, so uh, uh, we were up at like seven or eight or nine or something because we had to get out of the shittiest hotel of all time. And I like I puked into the toilet, and he was like, "Wow, that was really like you kept it neat. There wasn't a lot of excessive gagging." He like. He, like, broke down my puke style. He's like, I like that you're not, like, down on your knees. I like that it's hands right. on your knees. He's like, he's like, you're not you're not out there. There's no excessive gagging. There's no excessive, like, liquid. You keep it pretty – your mouth stays in one spot, so it all just drops right into the toilet very nicely. Focus. Um, you know? Uh, Wade, still asleep. Like, you're in here puking. Easily could wake everybody up. Like, you're pretty good at this, man. He's like, well, thank you. Thank I you. Learned from cats. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, yeah, and – Ordinarily, uh, I've been invited to more bachelor parties than I've attended, and usually can't go because uh, I never have any money uh, because of my That's choices. That's about to happen. With uh, I didn't want to say no right off the bat, but it's going to end up being a no. It sounds like a great time. It sounds like a lot of fun. New I Orleans, can, Airbnb. I cannot afford plane tickets. <laughs> yeah, New Orleans and Nashville, where they were talking, and Miami. Those are not very expensive flights. They have a lot of flights going to it. It's like flying to Vegas as well. You can get to Vegas for a hundred bucks. Oh yeah, that makes sense. I guess they want you there. Yeah, they're the 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 tourism the, like, the, the tourism industry is subsidizing the airlines. Uh, no, that literally happened with Nashville a few years ago. The to- the tourism board of Nashville like subsidized flights so you could get to Nashville for like eighty bucks. That was the whole premise of that one um, Aziz Ansari show episode. I forget what this show was called. Um, that was like the entire premise. They were trying to do it like a cute quick date it was like let's pop on down to nashville it's 80 bucks for tickets like let's go uh that was subsidized by the tourism board master and of honestly none. it worked master of none there it is thank you i uh aziz i'm sorry does not exist to me anymore as that because i'm a good person uh that that show was one of the few uh things uh that ever made me feel like resentful just because uh i 
knew so <laughs> a bunch of the people who were like playing very small parts in that. Oh yeah, and from just, UCB. Like, I'm like, I'm like, I, I could have done that, but I, I couldn't have because I uh, didn't give a shit and stopped showing <laughs> up to stuff and didn't work very hard. I I liked that show honestly. I haven't really. I, I saw the first season twice. I thought it was like different and good. And then I also not as much, but I also liked the second season. And then very shortly after the second season dropped, he was uh, dragged and canceled. There's I all I remember really loving from it um, was uh, when Eric Wareheim comes up and tells him about like uh, how great it's going with a girl. And then he's just like her over there, and it's just like just oh, like making, making out with a different guy. And he just like lets out one of like the great anguish anguish cries, like uh, that. That is very good. And that's all I remember from the show. Uh, his father is pretty funny, um, and they have a couple like like episodes where they kind of uh, where they like rap about like Pakistani culture with like other Pakistani people, and it's it's kind of funny. Um, I don't remember it. You I know what? Honestly, you. I don't really remember it either. Oh. I won our Oscar pool. I won our That's Oscar right. bet. Brendan beat me 4-2. Mike went up 2-1. Even But once we got to the big heavy hitters, best both... actress, best, a- best actor, uh best picture. That's where I that's where I made uh, my bones. Your yeah, three of your wins uh I think came from uh, movies you would not at that point see. Did you see the uh the Renée Zellweger uh No, uh, I'm never going to uh, see fucking the Judy Garland film. But uh, oh. everybody said she was so good in it, I and bet. she was she was uh, she was the odds-on favorite. My only real mistake, because like I didn't know who was going to win Best Supporting Actress, I could I should have picked Laura Dern, but I picked Florence Pugh. I think it was a fine guess. Um, my big mistake was uh, picking Sam Mendes for 1917 for the director. When I I knew in my heart that I wanted to write Parasite, but it was like no nobody wins Best Act, Best Director, and Best Picture in the same year really. Well, my that my logic for picking Parasite for uh, best director was I'm just like they'll give him that, but they won't uh, give him uh, best picture because they won't give a foreign language movie best picture. Well, so th- until no, those, until they did those final three, I had seen Parasite before the Oscars. Ah, oh. uh, Mizi and Rhea. Mizi and Rhea watched it. Uh, it's fucking chilling. It's really fucking good. Obviously. But like, people seem to like it. Uh, I, I, well, I think another reason that like people didn't want to just say like, yeah, this is chalk, like it's absolutely gonna win, is because it's like, non, it's non-traditional for like an Oscar-winning movie. It's like a little scary. It's very strange. Like, I can see how people at the end would call it horror a bit. Um, it definitely doesn't have like the aftertaste of an Oscar film. Like, certainly not. You know what? I I would like to watch a ridiculous Oscar bait movie. Um not specifically like 1917 which clearly is. Um but things like the uh, in, impossibly uh, uh sort of overwrought. Uh, let's watch 7 pounds later. I've seen 7 pounds. Let's watch uh the Daniel Day-Lewis uh seems seems movie. Oh, um... Some Phantom Silk? Phantom Thread. Phantom Thread. Yeah, that's Oscar bait. Honestly, anything with Daniel Day-Lewis is just... You're just fishing. You know, that Gangs in New York, um, if if it were all just his parts, um, 
really a lot, good. A lot better movie. So he was so fun in that really movie. Really don't need much. Don't need, <laughs> uh, don't need uh, um, that much of uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's parts. Uh, and you and you don't need any of Cameron Diaz. And may the Christian Lord guide my hand against your Roman popery. All those stories not important. We all I want we want Daniel Day Lewis and we want John C. Riley and that's it. I oh no, Brendan Gleeson's in that movie and he's pretty good too. He gets his fucking shit kicked in. He gets beat with that like club or does he do the beating? I don't really remember, but it was really good. Where he just like goes up to, it was like he's running for mayor, and basically to deter him from running for mayor, they just beat the ever loving shit out of him with like a, a billy club. That's true. Brendan Gleeson. He's also good. he's pretty good. Watch Brendan Gleeson do whatever. Oh, uh, oh no! This is the first year I've seen just about every Oscar movie, every important film that came out this year that had like a real shot at winning an Oscar. I saw. Um. Which I do not include Ford versus Ferrari. Uh, I take that back as well. I didn't have time to see Little Women. I couldn't find a good rip. I would have seen it yesterday. Oh, somebody didn't make time for Little Women. Well, I, I wonder why. Because uh, I'm an incel. Tisk tisk. Um, yeah, I didn't. I didn't because there was no. It was a cam rip on the website I use, and it wasn't like DVD quality. But I saw Knives Out. I saw. I mean. Uh, Uncut Gems, obviously, totally fucking screwed. It should nominated, have been nominated for nothing. Should have been nominated for Best Actor. Get rid of any one of those. I mean, hard to argue against any of those guys that were in there. They were all just, like, studs. That's my food. That's okay. Gems got screwed. Uh, Julia Fox could have gotten nominated for something. Adam Sandler should have gotten nominated. And it should have... Ford vs. Ferrari was the most obvious, like, doesn't stand a fucking chance to win movie ever. It's, um... It's a difficult sell. Um, it doesn't seem like something that is especially interesting to a lot of people. I mean, it's Christian Bale and Matt Damon, so I'm sure it was well acted and done well, and it won a bunch of like technical awards yesterday, because according to our roommate, uh, racing movies have a lot of quick cuts, so if they're more likely to win some sort of like sound editing, That's video true. editing That's true, you gotta, kind of yeah, the, the, the amount of excitement like uh, that that movie brings is entirely down to editors. Right, right, right. right. So, uh, um, yeah, <laughs> And you gotta, you gotta get the guys who make the cars go vroom. Got to. 
If you can't make the cars uh, go vroom, you, you have What the no- fuck are we doing you have, here? You've got nothing. You know, um, I felt Jojo Rabbit got a lot of helium. For, uh, it was, in the end, just, like, fine. Um, but Scarlett Johansson dies in that movie, and you feel really bad about it. Um, I have the hardest time, like, I almost think that supporting actor and actress just shouldn't be a category, because so many times, like, uh, Mahershala Ali was great in that movie, uh, Moonlight, mm. but he was seriously in it for, like, eight minutes. Uh, yeah, it's not really about him. Or, or, and, or, and Scarlett I mean, Johansson. So follows uh, quite a lot of, uh, of, of other things. Right, but he was only in the movie in that one like period of the boy's life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, he was when he was a child, I think, yeah. the youngest. So yeah, allow me to correct myself. Yeah, not <laughs> it was absolutely about him. However, uh, uh, you know, not the not the, uh, the most critical uh, part of it. Not the focus for best actor. Um, and then like did he get Laura it Dern. Did he get it for supporting? Yeah, supporting actor. Oh, okay, never mind. Well, then again, forget what I've said. No, that's yeah. I was saying supporting actor. Oh, it's well, just like that... so it's just like I was in this movie for eight minutes, but uh, it was like uh, what's his name? Uh, Anthony Hopkins, best supporting actor for uh, Hannibal Lecter. He was in the movie for like ten minutes. Yeah, but I mean, he's I mean, he was he's iconic. The obviously, you watch it. Um, who else? Uh, Laura Dern was in Marriage Story for like ten minutes. Uh, Scarlett Johansson probably got twenty minutes in Jojo Rabbit. Uh, marriage story. Uh, did you see it? I did. I think it's uh, sad. It's sad. I but like that. I liked it. It was very well acted. This is. It was very well acted. And uh, but you know what? I know that this is not the uh, criteria by which things can be judged. I'd never watch it again for the rest of my life. No, don't care. I think that should factor into it a bit. I know. The, Will you ever see this? Because I feel like I get to absorb more of like the movie and the media if I see it more than once. I mean, obviously that's true. But as I but was like, saying, on a lot of things, I just hold back my opinion on it until I've seen it twice. Uh, I also did say the uh, uh, the other week though that uh, uh, I thought Hereditary was fantastic, and I have no desire to ever see that again. I'd see Hereditary again. I'm sure I will. No interest. I'm not touching that thing. It makes me severely uncomfortable. <laughs> I hate it. It is, yeah. I mean, we talked about Hereditary with Lysak, so we don't have to... I think I could pick it up if you... If I just watch the second half when everything really starts to go to shit. I don't... The emotional weight of uh, of the, like, first 45 minutes, I can't do. But, like, once once all the the uh, uh, the, the, the haunting uh, starts to uh, really kick in... That's now, the stuff. Now, now we're talking, baby. All right, let's get to the rundown. Live in the Midwest, Fur Fest in Rosemont, Illinois, figuring out what the fur is going on. You said West Side? First off, fuck you, bitch, and the click you claim. You dig? Fur gang, bitch. Surprise, motherfucker. Free TK, free Palestine. You ain't this shit, TK. What's few lies when you got bars? I got a hat on right now because my hair looks like blown out cow pussy when it's like been under fursuit for so long. Uh. Shout out to Antifa. Respect our troops. Any win against Tom Brady is a win to defeat racism. Furries, do not fuck with Kamala Harris. Bernie, 2020, Bernie or Riot. Shouts out to the guy that robbed PewDiePie's house. Fuck a beat. I'm just trying to beat the case. But I ain't beat that case. Bitch, I did the race. Beat it up. No, no, no shorty face. Oh. <laughs> Straight gas. Antifa super soul. Let's see what we got in here. You see uh, Pete Buttigieg was talking to a, a, 
a lot of black people. And then when he meant to say dark money, he said black money. <laughs> oh. <And> then... <laughs> well, the shape of our democracy <laughs> is the, is more important the, than anything and else. And the, the black man interviewing him just sort of looked out the crowd and just went, African-American money. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, did you see I Joe Biden? I can't believe he's not doing well. Did you see Joe? He's doing very well, though. Uh, or, I mean, among black voters. So I thought the 15% threshold was only in Iowa. Uh, I don't I don't know, to be quite honest. There's because too I, many I, little I think things it's, I think it's only. I think it's only in caucus states. Well. Everything else is a pretty even split of how of your delegates. I mean, I'm sure if you hit under a certain threshold, you just mathematically don't get a delegate. But I think if you get 10% of the vote in New Hampshire and there's, I don't know, 50 delegates, you'll get five. All right, I wanted to read this uh, Mookie Betts Red Sox. I think it's an excerpt from a Michael Bauman. It's a Michael Bauman tweet. I don't know if he wrote the article. But uh, it says... This trade is a disgrace for the Red Sox and for the league. I don't understand why the owner of such a prestigious ball club, a de facto public institution, would charge his baseball operations department with ridding the team of a once-in-a-generation player when he could keep that player and continue to rake in unspendable profits. It's such a mind-bogglingly greedy and self-defeating move that I resent being made to try and understand it. It's been a hundred seasons since the Red Sox sold their best player in such a transparent cash grab. If there's any justice, they'll have another 86 years to regret it. Hard to disagree. You know, I... Hard uh, to disagree. I, I think it's been said in a few places, but most recently when I was listening to, uh, uh, for all you kids out there, the way that they put it today is uh, the, the Red Sox crunched all the numbers and decided winning the World Series just isn't worth it. And I guess, or, I mean, yeah, what is the most generous way you can view this for them? That they've just figured out the math that paying anybody $30 million, $35 million just isn't worth it at all? That's why they also traded price. Uh, they were also uh, uh, Jarrett from For All You Kids Out There was just saying it's like the Red Sox better be so fucking sure that David Price is done. Yeah, right. Like <laughs> they're eating. I think he's going to do very well. They're in eating Los Angeles. forty-eight million dollars of his contract. Right, or something right. Like that. I think he's going to do very because Los Angeles. Um, well, I don't know. Hard to say what they're going to do after Kenta Maeda. Uh, by the way, just a sidebar about Kenta Maeda. Kenta Maeda really wanted to play on the West Coast. And you can stop me if I've done this on the pod before, because I may have. But he really wanted to stay on the West Coast and in Los Angeles. So he took a very team-friendly deal with all sorts of, like, incentives and benchmarks uh, for more money. And so he signs the deal. And in every year after, I think three seasons after he signed the deal, the Dodgers rat-fucked him every single time. Any time that it was, it, he could have approached, I think it was like 150 innings, something like that, 120 innings, they'd move him to the bullpen. And, you know, they'd make him start every third turn around the rotation or every second turn around the rotation. And, you know, I guess he knew what he was getting himself into because it's a major league baseball organization and he's just a small cog. But he wanted to stay in Los Angeles. And, again, they rat-fucked him for years. And then, in the end... When they finally were able to get a star, they fucking traded him to Minnesota without a thought. <laughs> After probably uh, tamping down this guy's career earnings by like dozens of millions of dollars. You're, you're dead. <sighs> yep. Well, that's uh, that's pro sports. That's what we love, and that's what we're here to talk about. 
I, I mean, I guess the Red Sox could just be betting that Rafael Devers takes another step forward this year, which is possible, and he's just, like, one of the five or six best players in baseball. But, like, even then, doesn't it benefit you to have two of the best five or six offensive players? Like, I don't fucking get it. It's stupid. Um, The... There shouldn't be trades. <laughs> I love trades. Uh, no, trades are, uh, it's not, uh, it's not fair to the player. I think, uh, I think a, a truly strong union would, uh, would stop trades. I think they're just fun. They are unfair to the player, sure. There's no trades in soccer. You just buy somebody. That's but that's a effectively a trade. Um, yes. The player doesn't get any of that money. Um, no, but they have to agree to it. Because they, they're under Every contract. player can say no. Oh, they're under contract. I mean, if, uh, uh. So if Barcelona wants to buy somebody from Arsenal, the Arsenal guy can blow the whole thing up and say no. Yes. Okay. So yeah, it's, nobody can do that in American sports. Yeah, it's it's in the players' hands. In the I mean, uh, there I mean, you can sign contracts with that in it, but you have to earn are, that sort of thing. You have to be like Chase Utley. Yeah, and uh, I mean, there's also things like uh, you know the the manager can say like, listen, I know you know that you want to stay here, but you are not in any of my plans whatsoever. Um, like you're not going to play if you stay here. Like you, like you can obviously, but so you know, you're never sniffing the field again. Yeah. And uh, who? Any famous players who are like, yeah, I'll chill. Uh, I can't remember the uh, uh, the name of. There's one famous one that I'm blanking on right now who just like eight years of a contract because he's just like, oh, fuck it, why not? I'll make two hundred million dollars. Yeah. Just ride the pine. Who gives a shit? Um, but the, uh, that's the. It's also the reason that I've always been uh, fine with all the uh, abuse that Arsenal fans give uh, uh, Scrotta Mustafi, uh, which is some of it is a bit much. Like you know when they tell him that they hope he gets cancer or whatever, it's not really, not really called for. But like every time, every time he makes a stupid mistake, and everyone just just like, why is this piece of shit involved in this team in any way? And uh, it's because he got told in the summer, just like you're not gonna, uh, uh, it just you you are like firmly fourth or fifth choice, you know. It's yeah. gonna be hard for you. And then because of injuries, he ended up back on the field. Uh, all right. Also happening in baseball this this week, and I asked you what happens. Oh, I'll uh, just read the tweet again, and you can explain what happens if you actually know. I do know. Uh, by uh, from Dan Zimborski at Dan Zimbor at D Zimborski, uh, S Z Y. If you were wondering, if you actually look for him, uh, remember that time you sold your house, but the, but told the new buyer that you were still going to crash there on some weekends and have parties there and store your stuff in the basement. The Will Ponds do. This is obviously in reference to the Mets attempting to sell their team and having it fall through at probably like the last stage of the sale. Uh, yeah. the The idea was that uh, uh Jeff. Wilpon, uh, one of the uh, fail sons, uh, that he would remain president and get a raise. What? How do they think that that would work? Do uh, they just want to blow the whole thing up? Uh, it it does sound like something you'd tell somebody if you didn't want to sell. Right. But I don't know. Um, but that is the, the idea that a new owner who bought, spends a, what $1.5 billion on the Mets or whatever, that that he wouldn't be able to pick his own president of uh, of baseball operations. And it's, uh, 
the point was also made that uh, Jeff Wilpon uh, has zero skills, even within baseball. <laughs> so Nothing. He'd just, he be can't do anything. he'd just be left to die. It's Joe Bluth. <laughs> I'm not afraid to make mistakes. That's <laughs> the conversations of the Wilpon house all the time. Uh, as you know, I am the CEO of the company. And as I said, I have no problem with that. <laughs> That's that. That is one of my favorite running jokes throughout the rest of development. Is is Michael Con- I have no problem every with that. time saying, and I have no problem with that. You know what? And I do have a problem with that. <laughs> uh, I think a lot about when when Job is checking in on them when they build the model home, but it's just a shell. It's like nothing on the inside, Michael. I think a lot about when he's slowly like riding his. Um, Fuck, what's the segway? Segway up the like construction rocks, and it's like going all left and right. And he gets up and he like says something really scathing to Michael about how quickly he got done and how wrong Michael was. And then he 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 turns back around, and and it, uh, Starla looks at him or Stella or whatever, and she's like, "Oh, where's the P? It says president on your segway. Where's the P?" He's like, "Oh, go find it." And then later she comes back. He's like, "Oh, you got the P." I think about that all the time. Oh, you got the P. You got the P. By the way, I changed my uh, fantasy team name to uh, Wilpon Capital Management. That's good. Yeah. I'm, mine is not going to be banging on a trash can for the season. My I just team, don't know what I want it the, to be. The team I inherited was called John Rocker's Fat Knockers, which, to be fair, is a pretty good name. Yeah, but it's it's, it's, all, it's off brand for me. I wouldn't pick anything so sexual. No. Uh, mine is banging on a trash can, an, an Astros joke, and a Doug reference. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not much of a Doug reference guy. I don't care for only Nick. '90s kids will get this. But I felt like that one was decent. Um, but it will change. Uh, what else? We got this picture of the with the Lakers legends in it. That doesn't seem to make a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, I, I'm gonna mouse over somebody, and you tell me who it is. Who's this on the right? Uh, Just say it. You know that's who That's going to be magic there. All right. Who's on the left? Uh, Derek Fisher. Yes, that's correct. Who's on top? Lisa Leslie. And who's on the bottom? Brian McKnight. R&B sensation Brian <laughs> This picture is awesome. <laughs> Why is he in this picture? Did uh, You said Lisa Leslie. That's who that is? I think. Was she? Did she play for the Sparks? Probably. I think she was a Liberty. No, you're thinking Rebecca Lobo. I am thinking Rebecca Lobo. Uh, Lisa Leslie. Uh, Twelve years as a member of the Los Angeles Sparks. Wonderful. I wonder why Brian McKnight was in this photo. Oh, I skipped this one. Great career, Lisa Leslie. Of course. Do uh is there a WNBA Hall of Fame? Um, I imagine you just go into the basketball Hall of Fame. Are there any women in the basketball Hall of Fame? At this point, I would think. I would think so too. I just I'm not sure. I don't remember seeing anything. Lisa Leslie uh won two WNBA championships. Um, not a great free throw shooter. Put the stats away. This is the worst part of the show when you slowly look through somebody's stats. And then I try and move on, and you invariably talk about, like, three-point percentage or true shooting. The one time you did it with Ty Cobb stats, I was, I was fucking fuming. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this guy played 100 years ago. Look this up in your own time. 
he was good. He was incredibly good. Just because you're jealous of Ty Cobb. I, you know what? I am jealous of Ty Cobb. He lived in a better time. I don't know about all that. Mm, I do. Um, how about this Newcastle fan wagging his dick everywhere? Yep. Uh, lifetime ban for that guy. Not worth it. Uh, Mike Pendridge has received a lifetime ban from all English football grounds for waggling his penis during the FA Cup replay at Kasim Stadium. Kasim Stadium? Good question. Uh, you know, a, a difficult time for Newcastle fans and their dicks and balls because a couple weeks ago, um, somebody grabbed a late goal for Newcastle and they, they the players ran to the corner and one of the players kicked the corner flag and it just like whipped end over end and just smashed a guy right in his nuts who was like in row four. <laughs> that was all it was all <laughs> caught just on took a second to process. All caught on video. That's really well. good. Uh gotta uh gotta find that somewhere. <laughs> I, I I imagine there's probably good audio that goes with it. Because I think oh, the guys no! I think there were guys right behind it filming <laughs> as well. Actually, give me give me thirty seconds to find that. That's the that's it being kicked, and who could have known what would befall this man? I thought uh, there an alternate angle exists. Whatever, whatever. Do you want me to read this thing? The first thing that we'll steal from the uh, the our new fantasy baseball league Discord. Yeah, uh, Assball Axiom posted this. There you go. Uh, it is a comment on Bleacher on uh, Fangraphs from Steel here. Uh, and I actually don't know how I feel about this, so I'm going to read it out loud, and you tell me how you feel about it, because I don't know. I'm very... It's definitely cringe. Certainly. Uh, a part of me feels like the Red Sox ownership's inability to keep their payroll budget under the CBT is like millennials and their student loan debt. The Dodgers, on the other hand, with their multiple bailouts of the Red Sox, are a lot like Bernie Sanders slash Elizabeth Warren's plan to forgive all student loan debt and wiping everyone's balance clean, except in the case of the Red Sox. The Dodgers had to do it twice. Regardless, it's nice that the small market Red Sox can count on large market Los Angeles Dodgers to get them out of financial messes. Um, I mean, they're not, I guess they are partially out of it. It is a little more like Warren's plan in that uh, you still have to pay a good portion yeah. uh, as the Red Sox do. Well, uh, the, the Red Sox traded Adrian Gonzalez and Carl Crawford and somebody else to the Dodgers all those years ago. Um, 
oh, in just the big a, salary and what dump. what a fucking uh, salary dump that was. That, that was such the, a salary that dump. That made the 2013 World Series happen. Yeah. That, <laughs> that trade, uh, yeah, got rid of Josh Beckett. That was it. And just Josh yeah. Beckett. Oh. <laughs> just, I feel like, didn't they get Jock Peterson in that trade as well? As like one of the prospects, one of the icing players? Potentially. I don't remember the I feel details like they of may beyond have. that. I, I just remember the Red Sox managing to find a taker for the worst contracts in baseball. Yeah, they still owed so much money. Like Beckett was still good. He's still, oh my God. And Adrian, Adrian Gonzalez got paid like another $100 million from the Dodgers. He was effective for like three years of that five years, I think. Um, he was decent. It, it just he, I don't know. He always struck me as one of those players, just outrageously boring baseball player. So boring. Just like yeah, a pretty good hitter, um, occasionally great hitter, but you just look at like him in general and just go like, I couldn't be less inspired by this man. Uh, he was high average, not a lot of power, but he had a couple, like, three or four. I think he might have had a four-home run game, but he had a few three-home run games. But it would just be, like, so few and far between that you'd be, like, an, almost annoyed when it happened because it wouldn't necessarily even be starting him in fantasy. Yeah. Um, usually you were, but uh, towards the end of his stint, he was not, like, an everyday fantasy first baseman. No. Um, and then he'd sit on your bench and get, like, 25 points and three home runs. And he's like, well, fuck this. Why do I even have him? I can't start him. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, um, is he st- he, no, he's must be no, done he's by retired. now. Right? He's done. Yeah. I remember he, uh, came across as a decent actor in some Dunkin' Donuts commercials. Hmm. Okay. I believe it. Turns out. Kevin Garnett can act. Just circle back around to the beginning of the podcast. Just have the same conversation <laughs> over again. Just you know, you know who got screwed? Adam Sandler. Uh, I think we're probably going to keep this episode short. Let's do one more thing. Okay. Uh, I I actually I love when you post something into the uh, the Slack channel that I had already seen and I just like didn't either didn't think to post it in this case or just like wasn't sure if it was worthy and then just like you just with all your fucking confidence bravado just like plop it right down in the middle of Slack and I just go like, god damn it do what I want you want to read this one uh I'll just, just explain I'll just read it. the headline from the mirror uh angry mum demands Xbox refund after hackers quote hackers. Bought thirty six thousand FIFA gaming points. How much? And there she is, posed next to the screen. Uh, uh, her son's got FIFA up on the up on the Xbox, and she's standing there, hands on his shoulders. And he stood there, knowing what he did, and posed for that photo. And the the lie has made it to a national newspaper. <laughs> In England, and that is fantastic. What's uh, what's thirty six thousand points? A hundred, a hundred dollars will get you twelve thousand points. So three hundred bucks. So three hundred bucks. That's a lot. You could also do worse. Like your kid could spend more money. Could have been like imagine, imagine if your kid knew your iPad. I remember this happened a lot when I was uh, still living in New Jersey. I'd hear about some kid that was obsessed with Candy Crush, and it was like a nine, seven, eight, nine year old that had like no conception that this was like 99 cents yeah and no obviously no barrier of entry so they're just gonna keep doing it it's like they spent like 400 bucks on fucking candy crush last month and just like okay explain that to me it's like yeah if you run out of lives they charge you a dollar to get a new satchel of lives and they just did it every time they ran out of lives it's like now everything's password protected uh i 
I'm just trying to follow. Like, well, how do you think this was sold to the mother? Um, where where he just like, no, hackers did this. I didn't but, do like, it. I don't think, mom. She's, if I had a new a... skin, you'd see me wearing it. I'm not wearing the new skins. Yeah. Uh, just sh- shrieking. I, for me, the real kicker. Who, sure, he's pouting, but he's like in a soccer jersey. Who benefits? Here, <laughs> who benefits by these hackers buying, uh, <laughs> buying these points? Ah, you are a cop, my son. Good for him. Who benefits? Who fucking cares? It's wrapped. In, it's, it's on a silver platter. Uh, the the photo is really funny. The pouty child. He spent three hundred bucks. He's, like he's gonna do this again. I, I cannot believe he's gonna do you, this again. How do you let him tell you this? How do you believe this? It's not like like if a hacker's gonna do it, they're not gonna do it with FIFA bucks. They're gonna make your son go buy a fucking uh, Target gift card and read them the numbers. You know, that's how these 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 uh, scam artists from India do it. You ever? Uh, I I would love to answer one of those phone calls who just like someone tells me that they're my grandson. I would I would be losing my mind. I'd be having the best time. <laughs> I answer those phone calls all the time now. Not specifically oh, that, if, but if like my when... phone, if my phone rings, I answer it. I know that it is not popular for people our age, right? Uh, but I'm telling you that the the fact that somebody on the phone, the, the fact that you don't know them, that is that is the reason to answer. You don't want to take calls from people that you know. Yeah, I'm good. Don't call me. Ever, but that is one of my just great joys at work is just taking uh phone calls from people who want to refinance my credit card debt. And my bit every time is they get to the point where they ask, um, I do the same thing, yeah. yeah. The, the, they ask, like, can you just read the expiration so that I know the card is valid? And I'm like, it's so weird, it doesn't actually say a number, it just it says some letters, it just it says, uh, f- uh fuck you. And that, and then they get extremely mad. I like to pretend that I am in just so much debt. Where the other day they called, and I, I think I answered it in the living room because uh, our, our two roommates were in there, and, and it's just like, yeah, hello, and it's like, hi, you know, you got to refinance. We get good refinancing. Like I can see that Was you. Was it blah, deafening blah, blah. in the background? By the way, yeah, that's that's uh, the call center. Yeah, yeah, it's so good that you can hear everyone <laughs> else doing the scam yeah. on their shoulder. It, and I, I like to say, I like to tell them that I have like multiple credit cards, and they'll like they'll ask how much do you owe. He's like on what, and just be like a roadblock the entire time. He's like, I just told you I have five credit cards. Like how much do I owe total? He's like, yeah, total. I'm like uh, two hundred and thirty-seven thousand dollars. <laughs> and then I just like I told them that my dad like co-founded Mastercard, and so he's like, yeah, I can pretty much just run up whatever I want. It doesn't fucking matter. I'm rich. He's like, I have to. You have to run it a debt. You have to run. You have to run it a deficit. Yeah, you have to be using the card. They'll cancel the card if you don't. If you're not yeah. using the card. This is, you know, this is American economy one hundred and one. You don't want a surplus. You want a deficit because you want the economy working for everybody. You want to run at a slight loss. Um, no, but I just like, I owe two hundred and thirty-seven thousand dollars. My dad kicked me off. I'm, I'm off the tip, and he didn't know that I, I, had, I had all this. So like, this is on me. So I need this shit consolidated. <laughs> <laughs> and I just started just like reading numbers. It's like four eight. No, this is the card number. And he hung up on me and just like aggressively reading him sixteen digit card numbers. I just kept on saying that the expiration was uh uh six nine uh, four two zero. And yeah. then he just like four of twenty and I'm just like no no you you misunderstood like four twenty. <laughs> and I just and just going it's the weed number, sir. <laughs> and then and and that didn't he just and then he just asked again. It's 
you owe it to yourself to waste these people's times. They're not, they're 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 not people. They're the people trying to separate you from your money. They're not. Uh, these are not people who are just working de- uh, decent jobs. The one thing I hear said whenever I answer these is just like they're going to keep calling you, and I completely do not accept that premise. They're going to call me either way, whether I answer or not, has nothing to do with whether they're going to call me. Um. All right. You want to throw anything else in before we end this? New every time I die record is finished up with pre-production. Uh, hoping to see that at some point. Rage Against the Machine and Run the Jewels on tour together. That is like a dream show for me. August 10th and 11th. Yeah, in Camden. I might go see him twice. No, no, no. It, there's two shows at Madison Square Garden. 10th and 11th. And yeah, then the, I think the 9th. I think the, uh, Dave was texting me. I think the 9th are in Camden. Yeah. And I might be back in New Jersey at that point. So who knows? I don't want to go all the way down to Camden, I'll tell you. No, but if I'm in New Jersey. Well, if you're already there, yeah. Right? Um, also, the idea of just taking the train up here and going to Madison Square Garden is pretty cool, too. Oh, uh, I remember what I wanted to add. Uh, uh, <laughs> I I was going, uh, looking through Mikey Miles' uh, feed. And uh, one, to start the thing uh, earlier, somebody asked him if he saw something, uh, whatever. Someone asked him if he saw Parasite in theaters, and he just said, I don't go to the cinema. And uh, then he was asked, um, uh, somebody just like, Mikey, did I see you sit in front row at the garden? And he's just like, I've never been to the garden. <laughs> like, this this guy's life. <laughs> never been to the garden for any reason. Just a kid. Based, uh, grew, just a kid from grew New York. Up, grew up in New York. Has lived in New York for years. Like, n- never found any opportunity to, <laughs> to, to go for anything. At one point, he was handed hundreds of thousands of dollars. <laughs> Never made it to a Knicks game. Um, I just had a thought on the 36,000 points from FIFA. Do you think he bought it in smaller, uh, small increments? I think increments? he bought it. There's no way he, he wouldn't just have spent the courage 100 bucks. To, he's to do small charges first right. to see if he can get away like with 200, it. Like 10 bucks. Yeah. So if he did it in 1,050-point increments, 10 bucks, 35 times, that seems about right. Just 10 bucks. <laughs> yeah. So then it's a. And then it's not nearly as expensive though. Three hundred and forty bucks. Mm. Or it's more expensive, but not like crazy. Yeah. So it seems like in any scenario, the, he probably maxes out at like four hundred bucks on this. Yeah. Which ludicrous. Got Discord notifications. So goddamn. Loud. I don't know why you get. Um. Yeah, we're gonna end the show. I'm not gonna yell at Mike about Discord right now. That's all right. It's a hey, it's a it's a slow week. It's uh we're yeah. I'm still obsessed over the like I'm barely even watching sports at this point. I'm just obsessed over the primary. We're approaching the uh, the hockey trade deadline. The primaries are going, but that's not really uh, sports related at all. Uh, Mike has signed up for what can only be called a ridiculously intense fantasy baseball league. I don't and know. He's what I'm done doing. absolutely no research as of yet. Well, the draft. Well, I've still got a couple weeks. I think sure. Definitely. Uh, I'm in a. I uh, I'm embracing the the tank. I'm leaning all in on the tank, and I will take this year to learn. But it's hard to learn anything because nothing's happening right now. All right, he's at Mega Clang. That's Mike. I'm mm-hmm. Brendan at Brendo Big Bucks. That's right. This has been the dismal time. We'll maybe we'll have a guest for you next week. Who knows? Huh? Who knows? <clears throat> I flood the speakers with heat seekers and keep sneakers cleaner than none of we pussy evening and Easter. I leave my prints on a keister. I suck the critter, release it. If it will please her, I'll meal to her. Best believe, make a meal of her. Thank you.
Told a preacher I love her, he said that God was her lover I said if he really loves her, then he would love that we're lovers I walk around in a bubble of fucking skies when in trouble And every time make a rumble, the venue ground in a rubble Give me a hand and a double, I spit your face like some aces I got a fragrance of wearing call, I was shit on the basics The money want me to have it, I have a hunger for data I'm crunching numbers and crack unbreakable safe while I'm at it I'm doing more than just rapping, you have to grant me that that When you arrive on a map, just know that this is not what you I'm a mystery to you, captains of industry. If the medic is missing me, automatic is victory. I'm a shit. Looking at the money like it's I'm a Comedians got told that we spit it to bitches that would never see victory. And I refuse to play humble as though my dick hit it, bitty. I got banana dick, your bitch go ache shit if she hit it. Meanwhile, you too nervous, nervous, that's why you never get service. And me, I called the preacher's wife, working folks on your service. I put my hand up a skirted, and then we pray for a purpose. I baptized her in Jesus' name, left her shaking and squirting. Oh, I shocked the Sunday school and did that shit there on purpose. See, I'm a pervert with purpose to make you question your purpose. Run the jewels, arrive on arenas, bunch of black Thursday hyenas. To get revenge on the kingdoms that killed the dreams of the dreamers Break alcohol for the demons to lean with all of the schemers You see he grew with the people, move with the mind of a genius You see he work in the angle, so he ain't never an angel They wanna get to the hangar, but get them fuckers a finger hey, I'm hey. a shit Looking at the money like it's time to get I'm a shit, Who thought the son of the Lisa would be the leader of people when he was at your house and Morehouse slanging pounds of the reefer? That with potential presidents and said the peace should be legal as reparations for what this nation has done to my people. I'm a pervert, a poet. I ain't a saint and I know it. Then a crook and cook the books but never shorted no whore. Promoters caught me to mow it. I'm the man and I know it. I'm the shit, bitch. Tell me, how could I not show it? Hey, I'm hey. the shit. Looking at the money like it's mine to get. I'm a shit, bitch.